God bless you and happy Holy Week. Listen, today's message is derived from John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This lesson just speaks to God and how much he loves us and adores us and and the passion the true passion of our lord and savior jesus christ we pray that you are richly blessed by this message
about how he is. God, we come to you this morning to thank you and to praise you. To praise you for allowing us to wake up this morning. To come to your house to give you thanks for somebody to wake up this morning. We ask you to banish any evil spirit that's trying to come to the sanctuary this morning.
everybody please man. We'll be coming from John chapter 3 verse 6. For God 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Not for no shape, 
Oh God, we will bless the Lord at all times. Lord, your praises shall continually be in our It is in Jesus' name that we come, Lord God, thanking, honoring, giving you glory, honoring our pastors, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. It is in Jesus' name that we come. To thine be the glory. Amen. And praise thy God. Father, I pray that the words of my mouth 
and the meditation of my heart that they are acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, you are my strength and you are my redeemer. Now the people of God said amen. amen. I don't never want to look like I'm up here on my own strength. Because I'd given up a long time ago, mother. I'd have thrown in the towel a long time ago. I can't do it on my own strength. So now we talk about how God created the heavens and the earth. And it was without form and void, and we know all that in Genesis. But then sin entered into the world. And so the father realized that this world is going to need to be saved. And therefore God had a salvation plan. You know, many of us, we have planned pregnancies, and we know when we, we, now they know the color of the baby eyes and the gender and all that. Well, he had a plan for us thousands of years before us. And it was to save us from this world of sin. And so he said that I am gonna give the world a savior. And I'm gonna give them my only begotten son. Now, I, that seems like it's just, you know, normal. Because we've been so blessed, we tend to forget about the essence of what that really means. So I can't imagine doing a planned pregnancy, a planned birth, for one of my children or one of these babies, uh, when we think about what our children are gonna be, we think about what they're gonna be successful. They're gonna be ministers of the gospel. They might become a doctor, a lawyer. They might become the next president. You know, they might become the next judge. But God's plan was much different. He said, I'm gonna send my son to the world and not just send them. He said, I'm gonna allow him to walk a walk, to journey the journey in the flesh. The same journey that we have to journey, which makes it possible. See, anything that God puts before us, he, he's setting an example that you can do it. I, I don't care how tempted you get. I, I don't care how hard it seems. My son came and, and, and led the path. He, he led the way and he was the perfect example of us being able to live successfully in this thing called life, amen? So then Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and 10, we're not gonna turn there. It says, for it's by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourself. We got to be careful. It is the gift of God. Not by works. I don't care how good you preach. I don't, I don't care how good you pray. How good you sing. How, what good works you do. He said that ain't good enough. He said but not by works. So that no one can boast. It, that ought to keep us all humble. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus 
to do good works. See, many think that they can get to them without get going through the sun. It's only one way. It's only one way. In Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And then the Bible tells us that the that, that then it speaks on forward that the word became flesh. We know that in the beginning was the word. The, the word was God and the word was with God. And well, the word was with God and the word was God. And now we're going to fast forward a little bit because now the word has become flesh and that's Jesus. His son was born in Bethlehem of Judea with a head on his life. Hmm. That little baby, we, we do the reenactments for Christmas. Oh, little born in the manger, the sweet little baby Jesus. We learned a little bit different because when the wise man found him, he was a lad. That's what the Bible tells us. But this little baby that we often sing about and watch all the, and see all the nativity scenes about, this baby was born to be murdered. He was born to die. And so we need to look at that thing to this in its entirety. And we stop letting the world paint that picture for us. Cause sometimes that picture, it leaves a lot out because it's so perfect. And it's without blemishes. And oh, it just looks so even the birthplace, if it was in a manger, it wasn't pretty and sweet. It was stinking and it probably was cold. And she was hiding. So for us to really see the passion of Christ and how sovereign and, and so unselfish his father God is, we need to understand how the story really goes. This baby was born with a mark on his head. For you and I. That's why I worship ought to be different. I, I get so emotional when I think about it. But he was born in Bethlehem. Matthew chapter 2 and 11. It tells us that when the wise men extended, they, when they entered, excuse me, the house where the lad was, we don't have to turn there. I don't, don't want to take away today. When they, they entered the house where the mother and the lad were, it said that the wise men, they fell down and they worshiped. And the Bible says that they opened up their treasures and gifts were laid before the baby because they knew that he was the king, he was the savior of the world. And I want y'all to hear this. The gifts were gold, they were frankincense, and they were murdered. What the Bible is telling us is the gifts were prophetic. Amen. See, the gold was a symbol of Christ the King. And the frankincense, it was used for worship in the temple. It's, it's symbolic of the high priest. That's what they use in temple worship and, and to cleanse and 
saturate the atmosphere when the high priest would be in the temple. But the myrrh is so interesting because it's a perfume that is used to anoint a dead body. Mm -hmm. That was symbolic of his death, amen? So Jesus' earthly ministry in the gospel, it begins with his baptism in the countryside of Rome and Judea and Transjordan and the River Jordan by John the Baptist. And it ends in Jerusalem. And of course we know the end of his earthly ministry. I'm just kind of going through it because we've done all the reenactments. What's the Last Supper? But we have to understand that Jesus' 33 years on this earth was not a cakewalk. He constantly ministered to people that doubted him, they despised him. He constantly healed people. But they still wanted him dead. And what I love about Jesus, he's uh, the prophet of prophets, and God didn't have him on this, this journey blind. He knew who everybody was, he still loved them. Now that's love, I'm talking about the greatest love. He still loved them. Knowing what they were all plotting to do, knowing what the course of time was gonna bring, he could have said, you know what? I'm going to just uh, skip this process, it's too painful. I'm gonna abort the mission. I don't feel like going through that. I gotta be whipped and beat and spat on. He could have hidden himself. But he said, no, there were times he did hide himself. That was just for strength. He wasn't hiding himself to run. He said, I'm going to have to have strength to carry this thing all the way out. But he could have avoided the process. But his love for us was so great that he said, no, y'all come to kill me. But I came to die anyway. And you can't kill me because it ain't quite time. There's some stuff that's got to be recorded for the world. But it's going to happen. Somebody say that's love. I thank God because usually when we have service for Resurrection Sunday, it is the Sunday of. But it's, to me, it was so befitting that we have service on the day that marks Passion Week. Mm -hmm. This is the day uh, also known as Palm Sunday. And so this is a week of the things that Jesus went to that led him to Calvary. And so we're going to start with today. It's short. Today is considered Palm Sunday or, or Holy Sunday. This is the day that the disciples went 
as Jesus instructed them and brought the donkey in and the coat and they they laid their cloaks on the donkey. See, this is the time when you're supposed to bring your sacrifice. And he said, okay, disciples, y'all go get me a donkey. Now, he could have came in in a Maserati because he, hey, he was Jesus. If, if it was going to be invented, if he wanted to speak it, and it was there, it would have been there. But he said a donkey. And you say, why the donkey was the lowest of the animals? He wasn't on no big stallions. See, this is it speaks to the humility of Christ. But what he was saying when he told the disciples, go get me a donkey, he said, because I don't need to take the lamb. I don't need for y'all to slaughter a lamb. I'm the lamb. Go get me a donkey. And they went and got the donkey. And the Bible says that there was a very large crowd around them as often so when they wanted him to do something or wanted to hear a word. But this crowd was around them and they were fanning their palms. They were, the Bible said that they began to cut branches off the trees and fan the palms and the Bible said that they will throw their garments down for them to trample over them. This is the king. Hell to the king. Hosanna. Hosanna. We worship you. Hmm. Blessed is he who's coming in the name of the Lord. That's what they said on Monday. Hmm. Matthew 21 6 through 9 it says, it reminds us of this reenactment. But I want to share that Palm Sunday serves as a preparation of our heart. This is where today, where we should prepare our hearts for the agony that Christ went through for us. So when we leave service, we don't need to just go binge watch something. This, this in our hearts and minds, commemorates the beginning of all that Jesus was about to go through for us. So I believe it would be befitting for every family, every person represented to every week should be holy. But this week, let's keep it holy. And then we talk about the, the Holy Monday. This is the day Matthew 21 and 7 tells us that Jesus arrived to Jerusalem and he spent Sunday night in Bethany, first of all, at the village, at the foot of the Mount of Olives. Excuse me, I kind of went back. And this is when Jesus also, on this Monday, when he cursed the fig tree. Remember the sermon? You know, a tree that won't produce. Um, he cursed the fig tree. Holy Monday. And then on Tuesday, Holy Tuesday, Matthew 23rd tells us that Israel's religious leaders began to conspire a trap against Jesus. The goal in mind was to murder him, and we already know Jesus knew. 
And Jesus warned the crowd about the hypocrisy of the unbelief on this day, on Tuesday. And their leaders, we got to watch. We got to watch the leaders. We got to watch the nation's leaders. And we have to watch the leaders that you sit under. And I, I say it without being fearful of saying that. Because a lot of these leaders are ushering these people straight to hell. Amen. And if it doesn't does not line up with the word of God, anybody, you in the wrong place. Amen. So Jesus was warning them, hey, y'all better watch because they're teaching unsound doctrine. And that's what took place on that Tuesday, which we call Holy Tuesday. Can somebody just say that's love? That's love. That's love. On Holy Wednesday, we know that um, Judas conspired with the elders to betray Jesus. Mm-hmm. The one that loved him. I'm telling you, I, I I learned a lot by getting in the Word of God, and it helps you to understand, Mother. And I take it so personal, and it also helps you to pray for those that 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 despitefully use you and and bless those who curse you, because Judas it said he loved Jesus. But then it also said that then the evil spirit entered Judas. And so we have to watch our hearts. Because ain't none of us exempt. All we need is a seaport. But this is the time where Judas, where the enemy entered his, his heart and he conspired to betray Jesus. Hmm. And then we talk about Holy Thursday. This is Jesus just showing once again how sovereign he is. The humility. Because this is the day that he washed the feet of his disciples. And the Bible says that he was washing the feet of the poor. Uh-huh. I went to he went to be. You got some people, if it ain't a certain level of, of stores, they ain't coming. Some of these folks wouldn't dare step their foot in this, this sanctuary because of the structure. They tell them that, that tells me they don't have no insight. They just got a little eyesight. And that ain't good. But Jesus, he, he said, I'm going to humble myself. And I'm going to wash your feet. Mm -hmm. This happened on Thursday. He also prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane on Thursday. Which led to his arrest. And then is when his six trials, is he began to endure the six trials, which led him to the cross. That was on Thursday. And Friday is what we call Good Friday, and it is good. 
we know that Jesus was crucified. Luke 23 and 46 says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And Matthew 27 and 66 tells us that Jesus spent time in the tomb. And then 1 Corinthians 15, 5 through 7 says he appeared. See, I don't even want to keep him on the cross too long. Because they just kept him on the cross so long. We wear, and I, I love the cross. It's just a reminder. But I wish they'd stop putting my Savior back on the cross. He ain't getting back up there. He already done the, he's already done the ultimate. Bless God. Uh, but First Corinthians, you can turn the music on because, hey, I'm not done. First Corinthians 15, 5 through 7 says, He appeared first to Peter. And then the 12. And then it says, after that, He appeared to more than 500 other brothers at the same time. Listen to this. But then the Bible goes on to say most of them who are still living. Hmm. Though some have fallen asleep. Hmm. I know it's some holy people that's resting in God. I wish these people let them rest. Amen. I'm talking about the holy one. This right here, this word is letting me know if, if, if the, some of them were the first ones to see Jesus. That the dead in Christ should be resting. Amen. Amen. I understand morning. Because see, we act like it's morning. Y'all act like y'all ain't had a morning. But what you got to understand is what this word is telling us. Is he is risen. So we all ought to be uh, delightful in this place today. We all ought to be celebrating. The Bible says 500 of them saw him. Some were still alive. But some was sleeping. My God. And then it said, then he appeared to James. And this is Peter talking. And then to all of the apostles. And then Paul said, but last of all, he appeared to me. And somebody ought to take on the same attitude of Paul today. Because what the word is saying is you don't see him. You don't have evidence that he's here. We got enough evidence. Paul said then he appeared lastly to me. I'm going to be like Paul today. And I'm going to say he is risen. Somebody ought to say he is risen. That's another this is love. See, you don't have to keep preaching. What's already been done. We done done all the reenactments in here. Now it's time to celebrate. Now it's time to live a life. You know, sometimes people, did anybody ever loved you? And some people say, I ain't never seen the truth. I never felt true love. 
Next time you hear somebody say that, I'd say, I want to stop you right there. Because this is the greatest love right here. I know this man loves me. I know she loves me sometimes. I know y'all love me sometimes. Oh, I know my people making y'all bad. See, you won't have us to be ignorant. But this is love. This is what love looks like, amen. So we celebrate the life, the death, and quickly the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. So we bless God. And so on today, we're going to partake of his body. That's why I want to keep it short, because that's powerful enough. This represents the body of Christ. Yeah. And we're going to quickly take that garment out because he's risen. Amen. And I like to do the thing that God gave us to do in this place because so many of us were convicted and led to believe that we were so unworthy to receive his body. And there were times that they about me, they were right. Uh-huh. Ain't nobody gonna tell the truth. But I wish somebody had would have told me that in that moment, all I had to do is repent. Because mm -hmm. he already prayed for Christ. And so that's why the Bible says, therefore there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ. Sometimes the church will condemn you. By not giving you that one opportunity to just simply repent. Mm -hmm. And so we all have the same opportunity to partake in the Lord's Supper. And I'm going to give you a moment to repent and you can come to this altar. And we'll pray for you. And then that's when that way you ain't got to... Now, if you know in your heart you ain't ready to stop doing what you're doing and you ain't asking God for forgiveness and you ain't for real and that you ain't sick and tired of being sick and tired and I still want to live a life of sin, I would take it if I were you. I'm just trying to tell you. But this is the opportunity. Brother, maybe this is a church, baby. If you want to leave them shoes off, you can leave them off. You ain't got to put them on. Yeah, we got a for real praise in here. Ain't no red bottom, Gucci shoes, pride, none of that too good for worship. So if your feet hurt, you at home, take them off. <laughs> but this is the opportunity for those that feel like they ain't worthy to receive the body of Christ. You ain't got to ask us for forgiveness. This is your repentance to our Lord and Savior. And some of us saying, well, you know, I, I, the, the flesh is, is willing, but the spirit, we, he knows that too. But don't do it when you know you ain't ready to stop playing. Amen. So we open the altar up just for prayer and for repentance. Yes. Yes, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, because we are imperfect people. We are imperfect people. Mother, I'm going to ask you to pray.
and Pastor Jimmy, if y'all pray, I'm going to prepare um, to serve. We're going to all serve, but if y'all would just pray. Uh, Mother, pray over there.
take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they drank of it. And he said unto them, this is my blood for the New Testament, which is shed for many. This ain't your ordinary crap. It was my Savior's blood. It was my Savior's blood. It was my Savior's blood. I know to say now that's love. Now that's love. We bless God. We love Jesus. Now I might have a bitter taste in your mouth. I wanted it to be as pure as we could get it. That's what the unleavened bread tastes like. We're so used to honey weed and them rich crackers. <laughs> we thank God for it. Is everybody satisfied? It's good to see you, brother and neighbor. I'm glad to have you back in the house. Uh, we love you and hope to see more of you. Would you like to have any words? Okay, we bless God for allowing him to be here today. Amen. If everybody is satisfied and their heart ought to be celebrating, I'm going to turn it over to the men of valor. Just, just, just remember what this week means. Uh, like I said, all the calendars, all. Some say it was in March. Some say April the 3rd. So we can go on and on, but it's in our hearts. And he's living, amen. So even as we go through the week and celebrate, celebrate with gladness. Spend time loving on your family and celebrating what God has done for us because that's true love. I'm going to turn it over to the men of valor. God bless you.
Father God, we would just like to take this time just to thank you for even coming into the world, Lord, yeah. and doing whatever you had to do in our lives yes. for us, for your Father. And we ask that you, so the blood that you shed over our lives don't go up in vain, Lord. Yeah. We ask that any sacrifices that was made on our behalf, Lord, do not be in vain, Lord. Yeah. And we also ask that you give us safe travels as we leave today. Yeah. And leave the meditation on our minds and on our hearts. Yeah. So let your word yeah. say yeah. Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. We just want to thank you once again, Lord. And all these things we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.